Uh, but anyway, uh, Witchlight is over, but the podcast has just begun. Oh, oh God. So, um, hello and welcome to the Legendary Frogcast. I am your host, Joseph Blanchett, and this is a crossover with our uh, D&D show. Um, with me is the, Mark the, Snyder. The Joseph Dungeons and Dragons Hour mm. of the show. So with me is uh, Mark Schneider. Hello. We have Super Bunny Bun. We have Steph and Sam. Hello. Hi. No, no, no. That, that's oh. Sam and Steph. Oh, Sam. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Get them mixed up. Hi. And we have a Jess, a.k.a. Namir. Hello. Hello. Um, Jess, did you know this entire time for the past six months you've been on a podcast called The Legendary Frogcast Play D&D Together? Did I? Yeah. No. Oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> you kind of knew. You knew we were recording it, so. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, oh my god. Hurt. I so, cannot believe it. Yep, so uh, this is one of our uh, D&D episodes um, where we're going to review the, uh, the campaign we just ran. Um, not only the adventure we had, but the, uh, adventure in the book. Some, uh, points we liked, some points we didn't like. Um, so if you're on the main podcast feed and want to listen to the show, you can always go to, uh, anchor.fm slash, um, lfrogdnd, or go to, uh, youtube.com slash josephblanchett, and you can watch and listen to our D&D games. Um. But yeah, we're going to be spoiling it, talking about the entire adventure. So if you haven't run, we're planning on running uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, one of the official D&D books. And uh, don't listen. Yeah. Or, or, list, or just mute it so we still get the view count. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> and, uh, you watch it, and, that, and now you know exactly how to run it. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, if you listen to the show before then uh most of these players were in our uh, water deep dragon heist game that uh um that mark dm and I had such a good time with that group um i knew they really liked the rp side of it i thought uh the wild beyond the witch lights would be a uh, like perfect game to run with them and uh for some added fun we invited um our friend jess along for the ride so it's kind of she's played D and D with us before, but this was that was like a that was a while ago. But this is like kind of the first campaign that that you've been in, like with the main groups. Yeah. I'm bring Gray over with the other people because he's been all alone. Come over here, Gray. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got fat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about your characters a little bit. Um, Start with Mark. Who was your character in the Wild Beyond the Witchlight? I was Kelsey Redmare. A uh, started out as an elf, but his secret was that he lost, or, or the thing he lost was uh, the his better half, which was the better half of his body, which was a centaur body. Mm -hmm. uh, so when he got his things back, he became a centaur. Um, this was uh, I remember us talking about this or joking about it uh, when I was. Traveled up to New York with my parents to visit family. Uh, we were in a bed. I was in a bed and breakfast, uh, like halfway, halfway up to the trip, 
Um, and I was talking to you, Joey, and uh, we were just coming up with some ideas. I jokingly stated um, a centaur who lost the body, and uh, after a little bit, I was like, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of like it, kind of like it, kind of want to do it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the premise of this adventure is that uh, the witch-like carnival um, is this like a Feywild uh, carnival that visits like different worlds, but if you sneak in without a ticket, then um. The hags that have taken over the Feywild realm um, steal something from the uh, people without a ticket, and uh, not necessarily something physical. Yep, and like the book has some like some random things you can roll on, like you lost your ability to like write write down your name, or you lost your like fashion sense, um, and little things like that. But we decided to uh, kind of make our own, like fit it into the character a little more. Yeah, and you're just like, what remember, if, like what if I was a centaur what? that lost my body? And like we were like, yeah. haha, funny joke. But we we're like, wait a minute, that's actually yeah. kind of perfect. Well, I also remember. I think we were talking about the time is that you also came up with the idea of a, a big old tough orc that lost his teddy bear. Yeah, and you were sad that nobody nobody jumped on that idea. Yeah, because I was like thinking about this like uh like if I was gonna run this like my idea would be um like this orc warlord guy who like you know, takes over nations and all this stuff with his army, all because he lost his teddy bear as a, as a kid. <laughs> um, Mr. That, Snuffles. Yeah, that probably would have been my uh, my character if I was a player in this one. Um, how about um, Sam? How was, what was your character? So it was Karen. I remember when we were making this that uh, there was like some, like uh, my sister had a very like serious backstory. And I thought, I want the complete opposite of that. <laughs> so that way, when people find out what it is, it's like, really? That's it? But then it's completely devastating, and Karen can play it up as it's the worst thing that's ever happened. So hers was, you couldn't taste anything? Yeah. Lost her sense of taste. But not like, yeah. not the fashion sense. <laughs> I know that was questioned a couple of times through different characters yeah. and stuff. But yes. <laughs> we we're, were talking like... um. I'll say, like, you don't have to be, like, an adventuring person. In fact, you can just kind of be a normal person that gets, like, wrapped up in this adventure. And um, you're talking about be being this, like, kind of housewife character. Yeah. And one thing I, I really liked with it is um, kind of similar to the previous game in Waterdeep is I very much like when people jumped in to kind of guess what Karen's, like, character was or, like, backstory a little bit. And so I really liked, like what was the idea of like if anyone really kind of says anything about her, it's probably true. We'll make a <laughs> canon. So like different things of like how she's like head of the PTA, but she doesn't have any kids, and like <laughs> different, uh, like I think we described her husband at one point as being this like really meek person that she just walks all over. I know at the very end, it turns out she was a lunch lady for the school where all the kids came from. Her fourth husband after the first three mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like I, I really enjoyed it when uh, people could like add to the character like that. Mechanically, I loved the idea that your rage was because you're a Karen. Yeah, I just mad at the manager, and you'd you'd be barbarian fighting, and that is such a great sort of off offshoot of a quirky barbarian. Yeah, because I said it's like because. So you want to be a Karen? And she's like, yes. How about if your name was Karen, but with an apostrophe in the middle? <laughs> so you, so Elvis, yeah. No, yeah. I thought it was really fun. 
And like for playing her, I thought I was I'd try and be like very matter of fact and like oblivious, uh, trying to be like a jerk character, but not too annoying for other players. Mm-hmm. And a way that we could just very bluntly like move ahead somewhere if there was any type of stalling or like conversation. Yeah. Like she could just like flat out say it and it wouldn't feel weird. Yeah, I, I did a similar thing really... with Space Wraith too. Yeah, you were, you were never really a jerk to us. You had some of the sort of stern, sort of like matter of factly sort of attitude, but never like outright jerk to the to the party members, the other characters. One of my favorite moments in the game was when we're at the family portraits with like the Hags and Tasha. And um, I was describing like this very like pretty young woman with black hair, and then Karen just goes, "Well, she's not that pretty." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly makeup. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I tried playing like, uh, like a whole bunch of like stereotypes of mm. like, like and like she's like captain of the cheerleading team allegedly, and that's how she got like the monarch thing and stuff like that. I think she yeah she. It wasn't even a contest. She was just doing it out in the open randomly. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was really fun. Yeah. And it was great. I loved it when other characters also, like, gave her a hard time for her obvious shortfallings. I thought that was so great. <laughs> and remember she, like, wrestled two uh, goblins. Two greasy, slicked-up goblins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and ate a bunch of cupcakes. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, like, a combat heavy uh, adventure, like, I thought it was fun. That, like, he just brought her cook cooking utensils with her. That's what she's using as weapons. Yeah. Frying pan and a meat cleaver. And yeah. it's also gr- great foreshadowing that you don't even notice for what her uh, what was stolen from her. Yeah, true. That was an accident. Yeah. It was very much just like, oh, housewife things. But then like, oh, yeah, that's like, yeah. It, there actually wasn't that specific thought into it, but it just ended up happening. Yeah. Oh, and that you'd actually give them a clue about that you can taste from there. Yeah, the- there's something where we're eating, and I was being very obvious about, like, oh, this tastes fine, but it obviously was, like, the worst thing ever made. And so that was me trying to hint that she can't taste anything. I think there's maybe one other time. And explains how she won the cupcake uh, contest. That was just uh, constitution <laughs> saves. Oh, I know, but yeah. it's like... <laughs> yeah. You can't really have a stomachache if you... Uh, or can't feel one too badly or, or like have frosting overdose if uh if you can't taste any of it yeah story-wise that was great um steph how about uh your character uh, I've, i actually find it really difficult to have a, a clear idea before i start playing them so the same with like the previous uh guy Brutrick. i i find i genuinely seem to like soft-spoken characters um who just kind of like try and help out do the right thing so with Pimner, I was, I overplayed it too much of, like, because she didn't have a sense of home, that she never really felt, like, belonging with anyone, so she'd just kind of, like, be quiet or sit in a corner, which was, like, not really the best uh, thing for, like, a team sport, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think, I remember when I was, like, oh, it'd be really neat if, like, she lost her sense of home, like, that's, that'd be pretty cool, and then, and then I remember you being, like, are you sure? That's, like, <laughs> A lot. And I'm like, no, that makes this this pretty... Like, it'd be cool. I don't think anybody else will pick that one. And then you're like, alright, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so um, it didn't really come up that much, but there's definitely times where, like, you didn't, like, feel comfortable, like, being friends with people. Um, because, like, you felt, uh... Or the idea was, like, 
you you couldn't become attached to people and feel close to them and that was like the sense of home yeah like it was very Not, much like there was never a sense of belonging to yeah. anything and, and uh, like, in my mind like just the fact that you wanted to become a clown um one to become a part of a group and two so you look like everyone else you know kind of had some double meaning there too um, yeah, like, because one, it's just like, I feel empty, but maybe I can make these other people <laughs> feel better, and I can find, like, why that thing that's missing by doing that was, like, kind of one of the things. Yeah, so, um, like, I also, when I was making her token stuff, I was like, oh, it's like, yeah, this little halfling rogue, she should be all sneaky, had the smirk on her face, and when I did, like, the commission for the yard, I said, yeah, give her a little smirk and stuff, but it ended up like your character was nothing like that. <laughs> You know. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing is like obviously it would have been a bard, right? Because she's a performer. But I'm like, no, I actually really like the idea of like, because because where I wanted to go eventually with her, and it like I kind of was able to do it later, was just this idea that her stealth stealth was so high, but she was like dressed like a clown. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> it, she would just be there, and then she would disappear. It was like mm -hmm. something I was kind of interested in, but I didn't really, um, because she became a lot more friendly and like was self-aware in that she was like popping up and stuff after a bit that it um if she was a bit if she was a chaotic character i totally would have done that on purpose where she's purposely like pranks pranking on everyone and stuff uh where it's just like i appear and it's like hello and then like you blink and she's gone but it's like this very brightly colored clown so it'd be like this weird mm -hmm. uh, nightmare creature sort of was an idea but it just never turned out like that and like i kind of like it more because then she was more of like a real character and then one of my favorite things that happened was when aster went into a cosmic trip <laughs> um because i like none of us knew that was gonna happen yeah. but because i knew this stuff to, the reveal for pimner was coming up close because we were near gleam and it was kind of revealing a little bit about the shadows and stuff that uh had stolen her sense of home from her that i was able to express something when we all thought aster was dead that would then lead into why it was such a big deal is because like Aster's yeah. the closest thing to home that she's had since she's lost her ability yeah. to have home. So to lose that too would be like so devastating. I remember that specifically because I was making jokes about the event. I was like, what? She was just sleeping for hours, blah, blah, blah. And then you come in and you're like, oh my God, this is horrible. Don't don't do that again. I'm like, oh, oh no, no, I feel like a dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he had that conversation with Gleam um, that kind of, for me, like, kind of came out of nowhere, so I was like, "Oh, I gotta be serious about because, like, this this um, person's shadow like took away something that's so important to someone's like well being." Um, but then it got me thinking. It's like, what if the hag kind of did this on purpose? Like, because she has these, because um, Endelin has these like prophecies, so she kind of knows about people. And like, what if she looked into Pim's future? Sorry that she was going to live this mundane life as a potato farmer or something in the middle of nowhere. And she was like... Potato. Potato. Um, mash them, mix them, mix them in stew. Um, yeah. It's like, so what if, like, the hag was, like, thought she was doing a favor? Like, it's like, yeah, I took away your home, but now your home is the, uh, is, like, the entire multiverse of where this of where this the carnival goes i gave you the most exciting life that anyone could wish for but the ironic part is is that she also stole the part of you that like didn't care about that yeah i think that was really cool to help make that character a really really strong villain in the yeah. sense of like 
because it's 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 great like she's powerful and all this stuff but it's just the idea that she's like i know what's best for other everyone yeah. else and is controlling other people's lives and then being like i'm so great i'm so helpful yeah. but she's literally creating all of this sorrow and stuff but she can't see it because she's like nope i'm always right yes it was like such a like a really like that is a really good villain in that they're like i'm helping but they're just making everything worse yeah so like it's a very good fae uh, mentality too yeah and like each hag um almost had like a different way of doing bargains like i thought bavlorna just was just kind of end up being kind of cruel like like taking away that elf's heart because like he fell in love um but like scabatha it's like oh you want to be a part of uh you want to be with your horse forever? Then I'll give you that wish. You know, you're literally be a part of your horse forever with, like, Diana. Um, but with, like, Endelin, like, I always thought, like, she thinks she's doing the right thing, but she's always, like, there's always, like, a wicked twist to it that's just going to make your life miserable. Um, and, the, and she thinks that she's a Disney fairy princess, but or, um, a fairy godmother, but she's a Grimm's fairy tale one. Yeah. Where it, it, you know, all of the wishes granted are a monkey's paw kind of thing. And I think the book was kind of implying that, but like she's kind of the like the smartest one, um, because like since she can see the future and has such understanding of life and death, like she's kind of the most serious one, um, of all the group. So I kind of like made her not as like bumbling. You know, like she was very like serious with all that stuff. Yeah, she also has the best character design. Oh yeah, game. with like oh, the skeleton yeah. or anything. That was the so nail. cool. Um, and you killed her, Jess. Oh yeah, yeah I did. Technically, <laughs> the only hag to actually die. Well, technically. Oh. We went back and finished the job. Oh, oh you think after the fact you uh, traveled to um, the Shadowfell and took care of the other two? <laughs> I used my spyglass. That's why it's broken. I had to kill him with the spyglass. Oh, you looked at him real hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you, uh, Jess? Uh, well, my it's funny. My original idea, kind of along the same line um, with 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 Pim um, uh, and Steph, where Joey's like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> like, uh, my original idea, because I thought this was going to be a lot more like grim dark of a setting because you know you think like oh like a, a creepy carnival fey wild you know my mind immediately went to like ooh something like super grim dark and yeah. like you know real we're only, messed we're only up. in the carnival for the first act well no but just the idea of everything right, right? i right. was like real dark and joey's like mm, yeah like, i don't know about that one chief and i was like <laughs> all right all right all right yeah because so, yeah because i don't like to like turn down people's character idea but mm. i was like oh, okay so this just isn't gonna fit <laughs> Yeah, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you did say that because you're right. That other character. Yeah, like I realized, I kind of didn't. Like I just thought you, you kind of knew what it was, like what the adventure was. I was like, oh, she like yeah. might not really know like what kind of no, what, no what kind of mood this is. No, no clue. And I'm used to playing like those, you know, kind of more darker, edgier, yeah. deeper characters. So <laughs> yes. Aster was. So I was like, no, our games um always get pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, so Aster was more of like a light refreshed character or refreshing character i technically used aster in another campaign that i never finished and i was like you know he was fun i'm gonna bring him back um but aster didn't actually lose anything 
question mark technically yeah um, the whole time he was more like because you know he had made a friend with pim uh and the way that i always imagine their 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 friendship is that whenever they met so whenever pim remained at the carnival i guess um because aster's been there his whole life as far as he's concerned um it was i imagine their friendship as that like there's the quiet kid and then like the extroverted really talkative kid who like just sits down at the lunch table with them one day and is like can i sit here and the other one doesn't answer and they're like all right anyway so and then they just launch on about their life but like there's kind of that like they're friends <laughs> yeah like that's always kind of how i i got adopted them. yeah exactly <laughs> um and you know like a lot of that and i'm sure 95 percent of their friendship was pim just staring like thousand yards staring off into the distance while aster's just yeah. away um so whenever it came time for things to happen and all these other people came around aster was like well bucket <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i'm coming around for the for the ride i guess um and then as it turned out oh wait technically he did lose his parents yeah um <laughs> that was an idea i had near the start um but i was so tired when the end of the game happened um i don't think i executed it maybe as well like when they no, finally I think did. You did just fine <laughs> yeah um but the idea was there's kind of like a superman situation going on um <laughs> When I kryptonite, when I kryptons exploding, <laughs> where um, Astor's parents kind of got wind that the hags were gonna do something bad, um, and uh, some fairies used um, uh, like magic to like go to the carnival and leave you at their doorstep. Um, and we didn't really get into it, but it was um, they actually were seeking a prophecy from Endolin. About it's like oh war war son grow up to be happy and marry a centaur and all that stuff. Um, it's like well we just have to know we can't wait. It's like you know, and uh, since the hags were the advisors to Zablina, um, I imagine they kind of disguise themselves as like normal people, well like other people around. And um, I kind of thought, kind of almost last minute that Endolin would like have a prophecy that. This is the person. This is like when this baby grows up, uh, they're gonna kill her. Yeah. So he, wa they wanted to get this baby as far away as possible. So they actually told them about the plan to freeze Zablina, and it's like, well, you should, uh, you know, get him, get him as far away as you can right now. Um, even though, ironically, he would have been frozen. I guess would have been safer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Aster is the is the baby from Willow. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it was fun. Aster, um, especially in the carnival, um, since you were a member, I had to like, you're like, so do I know this person? It's like, yeah, you probably know this person. Um, yeah. But like, you, you started calling out Mr. Witch and Mr. Light on their bullcrap. It's, like, um, it's like, so why do you let this happen? It's like, it seems like you're not good people if you do this. And they were like, well, um, you see, it was for the good of the carnival. And it's like... <laughs> like well that's not a good answer for the greater good yeah it, very much like um i'm sure aster you know was probably like oh i'm sick of this <laughs> you yeah. know yeah because right and all that you know because yeah, the idea is that like the carnival while it is a good place overall um yeah it's like just in the shadows it's like every once in a while you hear about someone going missing or you know 
just things like that. Like someone goes into the Hall of Illusions and don't never comes out, you know, just mm. things like that. And Aster and Pym, um, you know, might have picked up on that. So when the time comes, it's like they want to see, see it, uh, see it made right and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Like once it was like once it came out, like oh yeah, actually the carnival's like being run by hags behind the scenes and yeah. oh wait you're just allowing this little girl in a pig mask to steal people in the hall of illusions like what the yeah and, and like mr witch and mr light would like justify it saying it's like well we put all the precautions like necessarily so that doesn't happen it's not our fault if a, a little kid sneaks in it's like they're disobeying yeah. the rules you know mm -hmm. um the reason why uh that uh like the pig mask girl was gonna take that halfling is because he went into the hall of illusions without a ticket yeah um, because like he was so distraught did we do something wrong no it's the children that are yeah, the children <laughs> yeah, that are yeah. wrong. and um and, and i kind of played into that like after like um you kept like saying okay hey, we go to the feywild and they were like no and like you kept on insisting and like saying hey it's like all of this is kind of your fault um, I wanted to be like, they kind of had like a epiphany of like, well, maybe we can't do anything, but maybe these people can. Mm. But also at the same time, they're so kind of selfish that they're not willing to give up their carnival to um, do the right thing. So. What a bunch of jikes. Yeah, but Aster, yeah. Yeah, that's Aster. Aster, done it. Comic relief of the... <laughs> Of the campaign, I think. Um, and Bun, how about Gray? Uh, Gray, I I do admit I went way too overboard. I, it's um, this is probably the most complex backstory I've made for a character, and half of it I don't think the DM ever actually read. So, um, well, I don't think you sent me much. Uh, I did at near the very beginning, or I think we may have like we we may have ended up saying it over voice chat. I can't. Yeah, remember. like I remember um, we kind of went over it, but then there was that one point in the thing where like I was kind of telling the backstory, and you went like, "No, that's not right." I was like, "It's not." It's like, "No." It's like, "Oh." <laughs> uh... Yeah. So, just, uh, bad communication and stuff. But it, it, it for the most part, none of it had to had anything to do with anything uh it was just simply um gray um is essentially they um when they were caught by the hags they tried to basically uh curse gray to uh become like them or like one of um Bavlorna's little frogling things yeah and um uh was basically becoming uh a hag uh their, themselves and um, yeah, like, um, Gray didn't sneak into the carnival, we decided, that just, just just happened to him, like, when he was younger, where he, like, Bavlorna was on the mortal plane for whatever reason, or uh, maybe even the Feywild, I guess we weren't really sure, um, and she said, like, I, like, shapeshifters sound neat, and so she was trying to make him into, like, a, a hexblood, into a, a servant. Yeah, or maybe, like, one of, uh, one of the, uh, one of her personal heavies like uh like will was uh, with the other one yeah uh, uh but um then zablina basically cancels out uh that uh with her own patronage and um yeah like zablina kind of steps in kind of saves the day yeah 
sees that, it's, sees it's, that her sister's it's... up to no good in her realm. It's like, nope, you can't do that. Got one little fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so basically just paused uh, the curse um, as long as uh, um, uh, Grey was under their, their protection. But then Zablina ends up getting frozen without ice, and um, so then the curse resumes and pretty much any time they end up using any of their abilities, uh, the, he uh, the hex basically goes stronger. And so couldn't really live the, the life that they were disguised within. Uh, and um, in the backstory, it was like, ended up basically taking over the life of somebody that was going to marry a baron. And so had like membership in a, um, uh, in like a royal court kind of thing. It, like uh, was working as a courtesan and stuff and didn't want to lose all of that um, political power uh, that uh, she, uh, that they'd built up and basically had to find out what was going on with uh, Zablina so they could regain their ability to shapeshift without turning into a hag. And it's an incredibly selfish reason for it. And admittingly, their alignment was lawful evil. Uh, but uh, they um, it just uh, eventually kind of uh, it got less... Um, selfish yeah so like I, I don't know if the timelines of like that story and the actual story of the adventure quite line up because prismir has been frozen for like a long time um like 10 20 earth years or something like that um so like that's but that's it's, it's a good story i think where like these two curses are kind of battling it out and, like, since Zablina's in trouble, like, one of them is starting to win. Yeah. I never said how long they've been traveling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we got to draw, um. Uh. Mel got to draw, like, two tokens. One where Grey was kind of hiding their, uh, changeling nature. And, like, another one where it's their, uh, true form with little, like, hag horns and stuff. Without hag horns. Three, three images. Yep. Price of one. Um, I, I didn't get a, I didn't get a centaur version of my, my portrait, Joey. It's implied. It's just, it's just an icon of your butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like I was kind of pushing for um Grace. Like it would be really good if we had like a warlock. Um, Zablina patron story in this because like it just kind of ties into the entire adventure, and uh. So thank you, Bun, for for taking that with your character. E. Um. Yeah. So those were our players for the Wild Beyond the Witchlights. Any uh, questions for me about the adventure? Who was your favorite NPC to play? <sighs> I definitely like Mister Witch and Mister Light. Mm. Um. It's like the, the, the dynamic between them. Um, a lot of fun. I really like Scabatha. I got really into like the, the old granny um, <laughs> mannerisms when playing her. I like to imagine that you were like sitting at your desk as well, like doing like oh. hand mo like oh, actually I to acting I totally out. Like, was. Really, you know, getting all hunched over. I and, totally like, was. Like, <laughs> shawl on your chair. <laughs> 
I, I think old grannies are, are are a favorite of just about every voice actor. Yeah. yeah. So I have a token page with like all the tokens on it. Um, I like I like uh, Burly too. He was fun. You know, one which one was the one that was like the the clown smoking backstage? Taco. Uh, yeah, he he inspired me based on a character Jess was thinking of for for the Spelljammer game. Um, it's because when we were playing it, I you you did this sort of like Jersey I don't care accent, yeah. and I was like, but Doctor, I am Pagliacci. Yeah. Hey, um, you, you want and, a balloon animal? I'll do it for yeah. you. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, I, that's that's the kind of attitude I have to have for. Uh, uh, version of a character of an auto gnome that plays plays an organ grinder for kids mm. and like that's the voice i gave him <laughs> the attitude maybe mulberry is the the first edition of the auto gnome that yeah. boxes you know <laughs> master made and it was like yeah i don't know i don't like this one he's kind of crusty <laughs> so he sent mulberry off on his own well, I never finished the mulberry is the the name of my version of the character, and his organ grinder does all around the mulberry bush, but it never reaches the the, the fourth part of the song. It's always the first two parts repeated. That's all. It just goes over and over, <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen videos like that where it's like it just makes you anxious because the thing you know is coming <laughs> never comes. It's like the the Wii shop music or yeah. the Wii music, but like unnecessarily long, uncomfortably long pauses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, like, any, like, parts of the adventure that you have, like, questions about, or, like, um, that you really liked? I know you said that there's a thing that, uh, depending on what we did in the carnival, affected the game later. Oh, yeah, so, the, the Witchlight Carnival has a lot of attractions you can go to, and, um, they give you advantages for things later on in the game um you ran into a few of them like those snail races that we did in the little epilogue um do you remember when you first got to prismere and they had those herringons with the with the giant snail mounts yep you could like um have advantage on animal checks with them oh the uh the uh calipi um, some of you gave the uh, the goblins some buttons, um, and if ever in Prismere you got imprisoned, um, then you would hear the the uh, Calipi music, and uh, and um, like the door would unlock on its own. Oh. Um, there's a few times where like you could have gotten captured. Oh. What other ones? Um, like if. You never did the gondola with the swans, but uh, the swans would like talk f like a uh, philosophy with you, um, and that would give you like a a skill check when you're trying to like convince someone in Prismere. I, I kind of forget where, but it's, it's kind of things like that, like um, like like the uh, dragonflies give you an animal yeah, handling trained. check later on. Um, just little things like that, yeah. Or are you talking and then about the wishes? Or are you talking about the uh, the very end? No, I was talking about that specifically because okay. I remember you brought up just in conversation later that like, oh, depending what you did, it's going to affect it, and it will be a surprise when it happens. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't like affect it in the way that it'll give you a little advantage. Like if you yeah. if you like sing with um, 
you sing with a Thalisha, then you get a uh, advantage on on something. But if you get acting lessons, then uh, when you do that um, pantomime with those flying creatures near the end, like you got advantage on that stuff like that. Did we? Uh, I got a question. Did we miss any like really good treasure that you wish we saw found? Well, you, you did get the Vorpal Sword, which is kind of the best weapon in D anD. d yeah. Um, even though you didn't use it on anything, um, yeah, it's kind of a surprisingly kind of a, a magic item light adventure. Um, you mostly just get little trinkets that do fancy things, but not necessarily like a bunch of magic items. Uh, but you, I don't think you really missed anything of, of importance. You missed a couple places in Downfall. Where uh, the unicorn horn could potentially be, but since I knew it wasn't there, I didn't really um, like urge you towards those places. Because yeah. uh, one fun, uh, one fun thing is at the beginning of the adventure, uh, you I just roll on a table, and uh, that's the location of the unicorn horn in the adventure. It could be basically anywhere in Prismere. You could have found it in the first area. You could have found it in the palace or anywhere in between. If we missed it in an earlier area that we couldn't return to, would you then put it in a new area for us? Or would it just be like, well, that's gone? Potentially. I guess it depends on where it was. Um, I probably would have given... building we burned down when it's yeah. in there. <laughs> like, I probably would have um, given hints about where it could be. You would just have to backtrack. But there was actually other ways to unfreeze um, Zablina. You didn't need the unicorn horn. We didn't try putting a fire around her and letting her melt. Oh. Yeah. You didn't, you, you didn't try slapping her and go, hey, wake up. Oh, God, that's usually the first thing I do. <laughs> yeah, um, one thing that didn't quite pan out in the adventure is the uh, the League of Malevolence and the, the Bower's Call. Um, there's kind of a lot yeah, of built... We, we didn't go visit them after we woke up the castle. Yeah, because it just wasn't that important. Um, but, like, you could have... Met up with um, the leader of the League of, Male of Malevolence, and uh, his bodyguard has a special sword that could destroy the cauldron, and that also would have um, would have uh, ended the spell because the cauldron was destroyed. And um, but then Zablina would be kind of picked off that you destroyed her cauldron, and she would use the wish spell to repair it. So, she wouldn't have been as nice to you if that would have happened. Yeah. Kelsey would have been annoyed too. But it's got collector's value. Collector's value. Yeah, there's, there's oh. a few places it could be. Um, actually, the, I, I did roll twice because the first one I didn't like much. It um, was going to be at the uh, the Darkling um, Merchants in Downfall. And I didn't like the idea of you just walking up and seeing it there so early. Um, so I rolled again and it turned and then it went to um Charme in the in the theater. I was um, gonna say, and so instead it fell out of Charme's cleavage. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it was one of the prizes at at the carnival for th for throwing the ring toss. It was, it was all in Prismere. Like one of them um during in like the unicorn uh costumes that Will and the boys had. Um they actually had had the real unicorn horn like with all the fake ones. Here, let me just pull up the um, thing here. 
One of them was in Bavlorna's uh, cauldron that you actually never um, ran into. Is there any place that we could have also burned down that we didn't? You know, anything is could potentially be burned down. You just have to try hard mm. enough. Technically, we I, would we have been able to burn down the the castle at the end because if all of the air there is stopped due to time, there's not mm. going to be oxygenation. So if the fire starts after it's been frozen, it could probably work. Yeah. Okay. So one of them. Also, we was, had a fire uh, elemental help us. Yeah. <laughs> one of them was um in, in the cupboards where the uh, where where Pinkso was was one location. Um, one of them. One of the flying creatures and Yawn would have had him, which I didn't really like. Possession of Charme. Um, the librarian could have had it for some reason. And uh, the familiar in the tower could have had it. But I kind of think what we did was kind of the best. Because it was in possession of a person that like didn't want you to have it. And you would have to make a deal to get it. Or have a big fight. Um, or in our case, a threat. A threat. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, you avoided like a big fight in that because you rolled so. I think you critted on it. Like if you, if you didn't crit on that intimidation check, was that Aster or Karen? It wasn't so Karen. It was Aster. Aster. It was Aster, yeah. Because yeah. he used whenever he had his little void trip into space, um, he came out with a higher intimidation. For some reason. Yep. It just, it made him more mean. <laughs> yeah, because if you remember, I was, like, thinking, it's like, well, she's not going to give up this horn. There's got to be a fight. But she rolled a natural 20, and she went to space, so she knows what true horror is. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of looking forward to that fight, too, but it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. I'm not mad. Sure how... poop herself instead. <laughs> how they work. You'll give us an extra boss battle in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> you... It's true. Sure you have to fight the... The wretched examples. Uh, yes. <laughs> It'll make you fight the dragons that are all challenge rating like 25. Oh, great. Um, well, we, we, can, we can ride the mystery mine again, then meet the dungeon master, and then you can sh uh, have us fight Tiamat. Hey. Yeah, I've been there, done that. <laughs> so, um... I've been there, Tiamat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Th not as a reflection of how I DM, but are there parts that you didn't like about the adventure? The, like, children at risk was, like, kind of uncomfortable, but it did make me hate the hags more. Mm. Yeah, they did give a warning in that chapter yeah. about, like, there are kids at risk in here and your party may not like it. But, I, like, I got the feeling that it, that people were, like, okay with it as long as I didn't, like, go crazy yeah. what was going yeah, on yeah it's not there. like you killed a kid yeah it, it, it's like oh no they they chained him up in santa's workshop kind of thing it's like yeah. well that's yeah, you yeah, know it was more like oliver twist kind of thing right uh, yeah not not too bad yeah i mean there was one kid chained like chained to a a table but it's because she tried to escape so many times yeah, yeah. imagine it's, it's it was like, like a carrying a whip or something yeah no and it was also it was less troubling than the the the, the uh, dwarf that was in the little ground cage because like yeah. hey one flood and that guy's gone. Yep. Also, considering we killed a lot of things and then burned things down, really that bad in comparison. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't like the Frog City. <laughs> as a character oh. or as Bun? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that was that was really neat that you were uh, afraid of frogs. I I thought that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. it was because like um, I think it was like um, the only thing they remember from when they were attacked by Bavlorna was yeah. the, the little frog creatures um, basically attacking. Yeah, so like I kind of made this part up because um, the book does suggest that you also get like a, a minor curse and like I didn't really want to do that but I thought having a an innate fear of what took your item would be kind of a fun thing to do. So for, for Grey it was frogs because the Bevelorna looks like a frog. Um, for uh, Pim with shadows. Yeah, yeah, Pim was like just being in the dark I was kind of saying. It's like not necessarily shadows but like the dark makes you uncomfortable because you were just engulfed in darkness when the shadow like oh. took you. Oh my gosh! So so Lego Batman was singing about you. Yeah. Darkness, no parents, no parents. <laughs> and then for Karen, um, I said like, you're afraid of pigs, but she but she kind of made that it's like I just want to kill all pigs I see. <laughs> yeah, it was like I guess like aggression towards. <laughs> Um, Wait, is that like so pig? You're so focused on it? No, also just as like a person, I thought that it was horrific, and I wanted to kill it, yeah. like as a player, and so I really pushed Karen for that. Yeah, so if, if you didn't save that um, halfling who ran to the Hall of Illusions, he would have been at um, Loom Lurch, like like where Scabatha was, but he would be a little kid, and like he would recognize you and all that stuff. Um. Well, happy we avoided that for that little guy. Yeah. He had a happy ending, I guess. Okay with him. And, and so did Pig Girl. Uh, which zone did you... Like, within uh, within Prismere, like, which um, zone did you like the most? I did I did like the, uh, the last one um, because of the electricity lightning everywhere because uh, Storm Cleric, so... <laughs> yeah. That was definitely... My like, I loved um, the Motherhorn, the Lair, uh, but I thought Yawn itself wasn't super interesting. I didn't really care for like the Corrid and the Bring and Rock little plotline too much. Um, well, that's where we we also fought those that were gonna fight the uh, the three uh, uh, flame skulls that were just trying to scare us. Yeah. I remember oh, you yeah. Yeah. afterwards that you're yeah. like that was. Joey was telling me afterwards that that was supposed to be a fight, but he was like, yeah, let's, let's just roleplay this instead. So yeah. we did a fun little encounter there. Asked that was funny. Like, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that point, um, having battles just felt weird. If it wasn't yeah. like a big hack thing. Um, random encounter. Yeah, yeah, random encounter. Unless, if, like, you, if you didn't initiate it or it wasn't a big bad guy, it felt like, I don't necessarily want to just do a random encounter with a battle because that just hasn't been the the uh, the vibe of the campaign. Yeah, for, uh, apart from a short period in which we went full murder hobo, um, yeah. we, we, we did our best to try to avoid fights because, as you were saying earlier in this, none of us were heroes. We were just random people that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that just got that got pulled into this and luckily have enough abilities to survive. Yeah, like, I do like, like, the second you get into Prismere, you basically get, like, jumped by a bunch of Herongons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, I think it worked there, but, like, as we got further on, it's like, yeah, just doing, it's like you have to roll above a 
an 18 or else this thing will attack you. It's like, just didn't really make a lot of sense to me at that point. Um, it's like that big giant in the palace. Uh, if you returned without a cake, like it was going to attack you. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah. Like that one makes sense. Cause you yeah. kind of have control yeah, over, I, over I, it. I wouldn't attack too. If you didn't bring me cake. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I did that twice this week already. <laughs> But I didn't think it was funny how we handled that. Like, oh, fine, just sit down and calm down. Let's get you the kick. Or it's like actively coming towards <laughs> us and tells he has to use the fog. That's right. <laughs> oh, I I don't get to do that enough, which is quick thinking, like out of combat spell. What did What did you think of the palace? Because um, there's a, a subreddit I go to for like um while beyond the witchlight DMs where they kind of. Uh, ask questions and get advice on how to do things. And, like, no one's on there really seemed to like the palace much. Um, it's definitely a series of confusing corridors and, and it's, yeah. you know, and this is, like, again, nothing on you, Joey, of course. This is how the campaign was written, how the module yeah. itself was written. The amount of... Well, it's not even the fact that it was very Fae-like, just like, oh, well, there's all these doors, but... You can't go in any of them unless you use up like this item or you specifically find like this one thing and then which in our case we had to backtrack like we had to yeah go back yeah. all the way back outside and it's like oh how annoying I, I still don't even know how to get to the the other uh, uh the other Our... statue without yeah, yeah. Um, cheating to go there we didn't well, we, i thought we went everywhere from what was open yeah you um like i think the intention is you go in the palace, you have to sneak past the Jabberwock that okay. takes you to the uh, the east side of the palace. Um, and that's where you can go upstairs. That's true. And, we, we didn't sneak past it. Yeah, and... Um, because, holy fuck, there was a Jabberwock in there. Probably. Yeah, and like... Um, Pardon my language. Go to the like other tower, and that's where you get the ability to unlock doors, and that's when you start discovering more of the mysteries. Um, but kind of... And I guess that's the point of the item. You get an item that just opens doors. So yeah. um, you just kind of went kind of straight to like to the Zablina reveal. You're like, oh, okay. Um, but I think like if you didn't have that, that would be like much later in the progression of yeah. the palace. Like you probably would have met the hags and uh, the leaders of the league uh, before you kind of discover that fact. Well, one thing one thing I didn't get to do, but I had as a backup was that I had one, I had stone shape or something like that, where I could have literally put a small hole into a wall, uh, and then somebody small could have squeaked, gone on through to see what was in the in the room uh, in the other side. I know what caused me that. I know what caused me a lot of stress is how to get to that central tower. <laughs> it was like, wait, how do you get here? There's no arrows. There's no markings it's like and we still didn't know how to get back <laughs> yeah so i asked i asked the subreddit about that saying hey it, like getting in here is a secret i get that even though personally i don't think it makes a lot of sense but how do you get out it doesn't say anywhere <laughs> and they said the players have to be creative yeah and i'm like well, I, I kind of don't like that even though it would have been fun um at the time i was like i don't want to spend time rping how you yeah, like somehow jump across this huge vortex. Like, I, I like would what's... have assumed that there would be like an invisible bridge between the balconies because there was another balcony across from it, um, yeah. going into the room Sabrina was in. Yeah, so I think it kind of makes sense that it's a secret to get in there. 
it's a lot like the um that one thing I've seen where like a DM is like my as a DM my favorite uh my favorite answer to any puzzle is not having the answer and just having the players do something until it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the thing that I liked about like that room that had the hags in it was whenever Karen was up trying to push the gentleman dude, um, the night guy out of the giant storm vortex, and she just saw them and it was like. Oh hey, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, Long time funny. no see. <laughs> yeah, the hags were quite murderous and and stuff against us until we beat them once, and then then they're like, eh, we need to fight them. So um, well, I, I mean, I, I killed one, and then she was brought back to life, and then I asked her by one. proxy killed <laughs> killed another one. So that um character who was like frozen in time, mm -hmm. um. Was the leader of Valor's Call. I think I kind of implied that. But he's also a character from the D&D cartoon. Oh. His name is uh, Strongheart. That is such a D&D name. Yeah. yeah. And like Karen's I, fifth husband. Yeah, I kind of found that out later. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Strongheart as in his heart or as an elk? Definitely more of a, a Care Bear name. Kind of both. He's both of them. I, I, I rather liked the uh, the castle too, but um, I, I, I like that it, it it was very fey and like um, just absolute nonsensical for where everything was. It, it seemed completely random for all the locations, but they didn't really go far enough or make it as convoluted as they could have been with um, with traveling it. I, they probably with like all of those towers um, surrounding the central one that are just completely empty. Uh, each one of them sh probably should have had like a mirror that would take you to a, a random part of the uh, of uh, of the castle. Ooh, and, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, each yeah, one of those towers had one of those glowing orbs and um, like none of you mess with them. Um, but I think You're I said this. Rocks in the <laughs> yeah, random rocks. And, like, I think I mentioned uh, it before, but like Zablina actually took the Fey essence from a bunch of creatures, um, yeah. took to create Prismere, and she had these orbs here as kind of reminders of what she had to do to get power. So like one of them was like a hag, one of them was a a fairy, one was like a blink dog. Um, she had to do stuff to four whole creatures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The greater good. But there were, but some of them were innocent. Some were were bad. But some of them were, uh, you know, it's by their own business. Um, I like the Resident Evil esqueness of like opening certain doors with certain <laughs> labels on them. Yeah, and I know people say like we well, have to backtrack a lot, but it's all theater of the mind. Like you can just say you mm -hmm. do it. You don't have to physically like you know yeah. walk down all the places. Um, I did like the the butler, and I wish we had gained his trust because yeah. I liked his character so much. Yeah, um, technically he was the one that was supposed to tell you the secret of uh, undoing the curse by speaking the name. Mm. Um, but I saw the perfect opportunity where the hags just kind of blurted out by accident because they were yeah. so like um, like they were so excited about getting the unicorn horn back. Um, and like I could tell, it's like, hey, we can probably finish this up tonight if we don't, like, be really meticulous about what the book says. What you have to do. Um, I mean... Like, where you get what information from where, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Thinning's, um... Yeah, he was a lot of fun. I was, I, I was hoping... 
he was in the castle earlier, so you wouldn't have met him. Um, if I were, were to do it again, I might have put him in, like, cleaning one of the rooms um, mm. that was, uh, people were frozen in, like like the guest rooms. Yeah. Yeah, kids at home, remember, if you, if you want to change stuff around in an adventure, as long as it doesn't break anything or surprise yep. anything, you can do it. I yeah. could have also been following us, and, like, uh, we'd have to do random per- uh, perception well, checks to notice him uh, peeking behind uh, furniture. Didn't Karen see him? At yeah, that was uh, that's how we ended up fighting him in the end. Yeah, was that? Yeah, but like you... whenever we were in the hallway, like it was like, oh, Karen. Like I remember you saying, like Karen, you you see, you think you see like a little shadow. Yeah, because you, yeah. you run like the uh, butler bell, and that was the book says you can oh, ring the bell, and then ten yeah. minutes later, uh, things will come to investigate. But since you were in ten the hallway minutes. watching the stairway, then he got like kind of too nervous because they were like strangers. Oh. Ten minutes. 10 minutes? Oh, did he have to, like, leave from the center area, and he had to figure out how to leave from there, so it took him forever? <laughs> he, had to avoid, he had to avoid the job. He's not very fast. He's just a little guy. He's a little guy. <laughs> He's just a little guy. Yeah, like, I, I like, double-checked this, and there's only two places where you can learn how to unfreeze the Blina, and one of them was was from Thinnings, and I guess uh, Charmé knew. He had, like, threatened it out of her. And, um, I was like, is that really it? Like, what if they miss those things? Um, so yeah, I think in this adventure it's good. And this is true in any any pre-written thing. Like, if you have the opportunity to rearrange it to make it better for the game, then you should definitely do it. I'd say make sure you f- fight the hags at the carnival. Yeah, put them in, just put them in there. Yeah, from chapter yeah, one, why not? You know. So do you ever think there was going to be a reality where you just didn't fight the hags where like you just do their bargains and then you leave i mean it, i didn't know what their thing would be um based going into the adventure but considering that the adventure is something that you don't have to fight i thought that was a possibility i was straight up ready to kidnap uh will <laughs> and then the next game, as we're heading over there, I was I was literally going to come in as a character where, where like Kalzia now has a determination look on his face and his, his mood has changed. And then the first thing we do, we walk into Grandpa Redmare. Oh, <laughs> so that, so that kind of discouraged you, you said. That right? was like I I I can't I can't do this. That literally was what happened. I was gonna do it after that little thing. I'm like, I can't I can't do that. I gotta do the right thing this time. Oh, that's kinda cool. Yeah. I will say that was like a really good characterization of Kelsey that you did where he, you know, like he, he was so demure, you know, to start. And then as soon as he got his, like, he knew that, that, that hag had his legs and he was like, yeah. I'm going to get them back. I need to get them back. Like that was his whole thing. Almost to the point where it blinded him um, yep. in, mm-hmm. in some circumstances, which was neat. And then, he got them back, and yeah, it was very much like, all right, we're gonna can do this. That was kind of a really last minute thing too, like kind of like yeah, like the session before. I was looking at the random encounters. I was like, oh, there's a centaur encounter here, and I was like, it just makes too much sense that this is where Kalzi was from, and yeah. like like this this uh, centaur got left behind when like the mist closed off Prismere, and he was like kind of left behind. And then I came up with the idea. Of how Kalzi got to the carnival. Because, like, well, he's in the Feywild. Like, how did he get to the carnival? It's like, oh, there are these fairy rings mm-hmm. that he likes to play around. And if you know how, by running Wintershins. 
um, <laughs> you can uh, uh, teleport. So I kind of like the idea where he just kind of wandered off when um, his tribe were like leaving Prismere because of the hags, where he just yeah. wandered into these um, fairy circles and uh, got transported to the carnival, like just in the middle of it. And since he didn't have a ticket, like um, for him, it was so pig. Like, so pig just would have, like, lured him into a dark corner of the carnival. Yeah. And, like, just steal his, his centaur part. Like. Uh, but, yeah, that's that, that whole thing probably stopped me from kidnapping and or murdering Will. Yeah. And uh, one thing, uh, one, one thing, like, some of the subreddit was kind of mixed on. is like, does Will have to be, like, a, 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 a Oni? Like, can he just be a kid? And um, I think it will work if Will was just a kid. But it's also kind of a nice twist if, like, you go through with the kidnapping plot. Where, like, you're like, oh, he was actually a a servant of the hag. I like it's the idea of Fantastic being... punishment. Yeah. yeah. I like him, the idea, if you wanted to keep him a kid, have him just be a kid who's been there the longest. Yeah. And... You know, it, that's obviously changed his his outlook on things. You one know, thing, yeah, because I, I got this darker uh, Peter Pan sort of thing. Yeah, like I got this um supplement that I used a little bit too, like suggesting ways to change. And they said, uh, it might be better for your story if you just have Will be an older kid, um, and not be like a monster. You know, because that's kind of it's kind of random. So, but I mean, it's a it's a world where anything can happen. Yep. I, I'm not too sure if that would have worked though because um, I don't think anything actually ages in Prismere. Well, oh, all the wine sucks. Well, it did say that the kids don't age. It's like some of them have been there for years, but they're still like little kids. Yeah, like Star. I, part yeah. of me still wants to have cast Tasha's hideous laughter on that tree and treehouse. <laughs> just all the kids fall out. Just, just for the chaos. If I was a horrible person, would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Kalsey wasn't horrible. No. no Actually, he stopped being that for uh, before we got there. Yeah. <laughs> the sea made him crazy. He changed alignments for a short while when his legs were on the line. Yes. It was a lot of fun. About the legs. It was a lot of fun to have a. Uh, Hag a uh, coven battle. We'll say that. Yeah. Until the one poisoned me. Yeah, where we all almost died. That was a little stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to run past them because for some reason, Joey, that, I'd say that's the one thing that was kind of got me. I wouldn't say upset, but I'm like, no, oh, this is not rules as written. Uh, when we almost kill the hags, they're able to run 120 feet upstairs to their flying machine. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's okay. I. <laughs> I didn't really mean to do that. No, no, no. It's fine because sometimes it's plot armor as well. And plus, yeah. totally was able to kill one on the. Jess was able to kill one on the <laughs> on the escape, which was kind of awesome. So thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, it's my crowning moment. I, I guess maybe like. I'm trying to think. I didn't really cheat. No, well, I mean, it could have been, like, a legendary seen. action, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who knows? That was, that was kind of my idea. It's like, yeah, they can dash and disengage at the same time. That's basically what I did. Yeah. Which, you know, They're all powerful They're roads. Yeah. They're roads. It's like yeah. we hit that cutscene in the yeah. fight, we got enough health down. 
yeah, and, um, exactly. and like, yeah, so that, so that was a good art. It's like when you, I was thinking, it's like, hey, um, Scabs was flying away on her, on her horse, which I, I mentioned was the unicorn. Yeah, that, that yeah. was a twist. I was not. I yeah. for some reason I just I didn't put two and two together. I did not think of it at all. You know, I was, I was trying to think of places like to bring it up. I was like, no, they just have to run into it, but it just never really came up. Yeah, um, the other there wasn't really any foreshadowing until I until I tried to sit on it. Yeah, uh, but um, so, so, so how far away is the hag? It's like, well, it's only been like a few seconds, so you know, not too far away. Well, I have a hundred and twenty <laughs> reach of my bow. I'm like. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, and like she only had like six hit points left. So yeah. I was like, okay, do an attack. It was um, also just <laughs> hilarious, like the mental imagery of her slumped over in yeah. this rocking chair, arriving in Yawn. Yeah. There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a scene in um, Magnificent Seven where one of the one of the cowboys is shooting at a person escaping on the horse. And he shoots it, kills the guy, gets a yeah, it's a perfect shot. The young, the young cowboy is like, "That's an amazing shot." And he's like, "What are you talking about? It's horrible." I was aiming for the horse. That's what this essentially was. Yeah, and I thought it would be fun if, like, yeah, what if Scab was just a corpse when she reunites with her sisters, <laughs> and uh, it's like then, like, they revive her just a little bit, so she's just like, <laughs> and then like, that was fun. Yeah. And, then, and then, kind of last minute, I was like, "Oh, what if they're using the lightning to try to like Frankenstein her back to life?" And like, uh... and I made that part of the fight. <laughs> that was great because then I could use my my storm effect indoors and get an extra one d ten damage. Oh yeah, I love that max damage stuff you did. Well, that's so. There's two things. <laughs> I have one thing that lets me do max damage like two or three times a day, and then I have another thing that when there is a storm out, I get an extra one. Uh, 1d10 uh, worth of damage from that continually attacking the spell. Yeah. I mean, I figure if the room soul of lightning, it would be kind of a dick move if I didn't let you, like, <laughs> do the lightning. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, I, I'm so happy that Kelsey's on our team. Yeah. When that happened, it was like 40, I'm like, woo! Yeah, it's like... I'm, a, I'm a cleric! It's... No, I was a paladin, I'm sorry. It's a paladin Tempest. Tempest paladin. No, you're, 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 you're a cleric. Yeah, you're a storm player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was kind of the whole time. I don't even know what character did. Yep. <laughs> like, didn't know you're in class by the end because you didn't do combat. Yeah, much. we didn't do a whole hell of a lot of combat. I remember initially too. I wanted Aster. I wanted to multi-class Aster into Bard because I felt like it fit him so well. But it just. Eh. Aster did not have the patience to sit down and learn a new instrument. He did, though. He learned how to play a flute. Yeah, not he patiently, learned... though. Well, <laughs> no. My favorite right. contribution to any battle was uh, the only weapon that I started out with was a knife, and I threw it at one of the herring guns <laughs> and in the water. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you had not found a new thing. Was except for potatoes? potatoes. Yeah, because I remember that. It's like, like, how about a knife? No, threw it away. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, you don't have a crossbow? Everyone has a crossbow. It's like, nope. Bud is a master of taking the absolute minimum and then losing the absolute minimum. <laughs> it's like, first opportunity you got, you threw the knife into the lake. <laughs> Why would Gray go around carrying a crossbow? I mean, he's not expect They're not expecting to go into a fight anywhere. He's, he's going to a carnival. It's dangerous. Dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
had, had a Imagine what you could have done to those frogs if you had a crossbow. So one of my big fears in the game is that, like, Mark or someone would, like, just look up Zablina or, um, it's like, oh, we're talking a lot about Tasha. I'm going to learn about Tasha on the wiki. And in, like, big bold letters, it would say, like, other aliases, Zablina, right right underneath it. Um, yeah, but I never did that. You never did that. And if you would, uh, I don't think you would have spoiled it. For I would have spoiled it. Um, but I kind of love that twist, um, because they kind of build up Tasha the entire adventure, even if you're not yeah. familiar with the character. Um, and, I, and I wish they kind of went into, like, the Igwill um part of it a little more about how she was just not a good person um mm. or maybe like i should have like built that up a little more like uh like tasha's kind of like oh she's fun she makes spells you know uh but igwill like controlled armies of demons to like overthrow kingdoms on other worlds and stuff so she was like yeah who among us yeah i mean she she literally had her demon prince boyfriend oh, hey they even had a kid <laughs> Ex-boyfriend. Yeah, it's like yeah the um yeah. the demon who was looking for her with those uh, sphinx um, people, um was was her lover was her lover basically and they like had a kid together and everything and he needs to pay child support. Yeah. And the reason she made Prismere um, was because she was getting so many enemies as Igwil that she just needed a place to hide basically. Mm. Um, so she found a corner of the Feywild with her sister's help, um, kind of transformed it into her own realm. And over years and years, she just started to transform into a Fey because she, like, literally hid the parts of herself she didn't like. Um, and she kind of became a, you know, an arch Fey in that way and became, and got, got patrons and all that stuff. I, I think there's, there's actually, like, uh, lore and, like, little little snippets of, of text within D uh, D stuff that like pretty much anybody that hangs around in the Fae wild too long starts becoming a Fae. Yeah, something like that. Especially someone as like powerful as her with magic. Mm -hmm. But I, I just love that when he went into that room with the with the three jars, like the young like Tasha Igwolf and or uh Tasha, Zablina and the Hag. Yeah. Um and then, like, you start remembering, like, the portraits with, like, Tasha in it, and you're like, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Wait like, a the same person. And, and Gray in the background, like, mm, doesn't prove anything. Such a healthy amount of denial. I, <laughs> I, I am surprised, though, that with as often as Baba Yaga was, uh, was named, she didn't show up somewhere. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Um, it's just that it's. Like the daughters of Baba Yaga is like, oh, they're yeah. really powerful. Yeah, I'm kind of glad too because she's probably like the like challenge rating 15 or something. Yeah, I was actually looking up because um, I was curious too. It's like, let's say like there was a follow up adventure where these characters like go after the hags and fight Baba Yaga, um, but she doesn't have like a, a 5e sap block. Like she's not yeah. in it in, in like any of the adventures and. uh I was kind of thinking, like, well, maybe she's like almost like a deity yeah, of like a, the demigod or something. Yeah, like that went to the Shadowfell, and um, she's just really powerful. But apparently, in earlier editions, she's you know she's a powerful hag, uh, but like not necessarily like immortal or 
a deity. She's undefeatable. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's probably on the same level as one of the um, uh, one of the heads of the uh, of the courts in uh, in the Feywild, and like Titania or something. Yeah, probably some of it. Yeah, she's definitely really powerful, and uh, she she does live in the Feywild somewhere apparently. Yeah, uh, and uh, people like that are deities and stuff like that. They haven't. Uh, they 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 grew smart and decided not to stat any of them uh, ever since second edition, because the old rules that uh, if they have stats, the players are going to want to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think oh, this was, just, I think I it was I think my... it was the first adventure that Baba Yaga was ever mentioned in like fifth edition. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. No, I think she's in. I think they mentioned her in Purse of Strahd. I'm pretty sure, don't they? I. T- I don't remember. We, we haven't played it. Well, I've played it. Well, well I happen to know that there's a hag that's like Baba something. Baba uh, but but it's not Yaga. Baba Baba? Baba 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 It's not Baba Yaga, it's Yaga Baba. <laughs> Baby Yoda? Hey Baba. Yeah, yeah but I could um <laughs> see a world where the twist where Zablina was really oh. Baba Yaga. You're right. Curse of Straw. Yeah, it's not Baba Yaga. Yeah, it's but it's obviously meant to. Lysaga or some <laughs> lasagna or something. Yeah, but it's obviously like meant to be her because she has like the like the chicken foot yeah. hut stuff. Um. Yeah, but I can see a world where like Zablina ended up being Baba Yaga. If this was like an adventure where you're like killing everything. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what I thought that you were uh, hinting at for the older version uh, of what she was looking like. Because I, at that point, I'd completely forgotten about Iquibble. Yeah, and I should have brought her up a little more um, because I kept referring them to like Tasha, where the hags would probably know her more as. Well, actually, more as well, actually, the hags didn't like the Iquibble part of Tasha. Yeah. Like they thought like doing all this stuff with demons was actually like an abomination against the nature of the universe and all that stuff. And she, but, but, but they were like jealous of Tasha because they were like mother's favorite. So, um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like how those, the, the jars, like the future one, it's like, she has this constant reminder. It's like, no matter how she changes herself, she's always destined to become this hag, uh, because of her past. Um, like, you know, being a hag and whatnot. Yeah, it's like being, <laughs> yeah, but like, regardless how much she tries to hide it or change it, just that the deeds that she done and the powers that she used to become herself will just transform her, her into this like this crone when she's, when she's old, just like her mother and her sisters. It's like inescapable. And not, not all corruption can be removed. Yeah. I remember my the favorite thing that I've said in the whole campaign was when we finally got to uh, Prismere. Uh, like as soon as the thing started up, I was like, "Is this the wild beyond the Witchlight Carnival? <laughs> Is this beyond Thunderdome?" <laughs> oh, we can never get beyond. Can we all just get beyond Thunderdome? I don't think we'll ever be beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> Actually, I do have a question for you, Joey. Yes. And I guess that I get this also goes toward Mark too. Yep. How did you feel about having a love story thrust into your? It was more like how do, we, how do I put this? So you know when you're like there's a train coming at you, but that train's got like cotton candy on it. You're like I can go for some cotton candy. <laughs> I'd say that's the idiom, the the analogy. Um, but one thing, like I would obviously not have a problem with this, but I kept forgetting Astra was male. 
Um, just because, oh. like, just because of your voice. Um, oh. But like, I had to remind myself, oh yeah, we're I have a good old gay old love story in my game here. <laughs> but um, but like, you know, obviously, what, I don't have a problem with that. But um, I thought it was fun. I like like little flirting that. Yeah. Going back and forth. It was exceptionally good of the fact that uh, the Kelsey is an absolute dense. Is <laughs> never noticed whatsoever of any of the flirting. Kind of, kind of glad that I played like him, kind of very timid because it, it rolled right into that. And... I'd like to imagine that even now, eight years later, Kelsey never asked Aster, and Aster's just been waiting this whole time. And Kelsey's like, "Man, Aster hangs out at my house like an awful lot." <laughs> Aster. Uh, you want to get pizza tonight? No? Okay. Mm. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to get? You want to talk to another the anniversary! Kid? It's like, so oh, marrying. Food. It's like, will you marry me? It's like, uh, do you want to, do you want another, do you want to adopt another kid? <laughs> you wanna, yeah. <laughs> I found another one. Oh, uh, but oh, yeah, but like, like the way the other character, like Ray was like, um, it's like, uh, I'm not the only one who's seeing this, right? It's like, oh yeah, definitely, we're yeah. seeing this. Too. I I love how everybody was on the the Calster train. <laughs> it was so good, and it was just one of those things where, like, I didn't, I never play a D and D game with the intention of like bringing romance oh, yeah. into any of my characters because you're just asking for for heartbreak and devastation, right? You don't want to um, be on uh, RPG horror stories. Yeah, no, exactly, and that too. Like, I didn't. It was so pathetic that it was. Like, I didn't want to make it weird or like make anybody uncomfortable. Um, which is why there were a couple times where, like, I dialed it back a bit just to, yeah. like, you know, testing the waters, just seeing, like, oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe people aren't, like, well, like I think I asked Mark, too, at one point. I was yeah. like, like, is this, you know, are you okay with this? I, um, like, I'm out, I was telling a friend, um, because she was saying, like, there's, like, romance in her game and and, and, um, and all that stuff. And uh, I was like, I don't know if I could really do that in my game, mostly because, like, I don't think, you know, most of the people... Like wouldn't do that, but um, mm. in my games, but it's like I, it would just make me feel weird if I like they had this re like relationship going on in the background. Well, also, like while like, while I'm trying now, to do like my Feywild story, but in this case, yeah. like it was it was cute enough. It wasn't didn't get away the story. It was played for laughs. Yeah, and uh, but like if you started going to like really serious like uh, no, 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 no. stuff, I would. Time and a... I would have no, been there's... like, um, I don't know if this is. No, right there's a time and a place. There's a yeah. time. And a... It it definitely started as one of those things where like, Aster just felt like Kelsey was so easy to pick on, like he he walked into it every time, you know, and yeah. it was. He, it just, you know, played up on that. And then over time, it was one of those, you know, because, like, everybody has that little part of their brain that they share with their character. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so you have your, your character thoughts or whatever. And it was just the the Astro's realization of, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait, actually. <laughs> it, it, it ran very much like uh, like a sitcom romance where, I like, uh, like the nanny uh, and what whatever that person was she worked for. Or, um... Mr. Or Niles from Frasier. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's, just, it, it's a one-sided thing. Uh, it doesn't get brought brought up too often. And it, mm. it's like a, a lost puppy following somebody kind of thing. It's it's not like you're stalking them or something. So yeah. It's it, it just enough humor and just enough um, a straight man response from Kelsey uh, <laughs> to, to, make it, uh, to make it funny. Mm -hmm. uh, and plus... Um, 
it probably this is one of the few campaigns that actually had um uh, had uh female players in it as well so i um i i could understand you not wanting like your brother-in-law to be uh to, to be hitting on dustin <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean you know you know, you don't. Sorry. You mean you don't kiss your homies? You don't say I love you to your homies? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> I, one um, thing I I liked with the relationship is like how each character kind of responded to it. Like Karen would often be like, "Oh, could you two cut it out? We're trying to do something," and like stuff like that, where each another character would sometimes like pick at it another way. One thing mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering about how would how would do strict saving because there is kind of like a a friendship meter with all the NPCs, mm. and um. You know, they ter- use the term beloved in the book, but all the players know it means, like, who are you boning? Oh, shit. Hell yeah. So, like, oh, I'm wondering, it's like, gonna be great. yeah, so I'm wondering, it's like, well, how, like, how far do I want to take all that stuff? You, you just, you, you f- it, I mean, if you're not comfortable it ha- with it, you don't yeah, do it, right? Yeah, and, like, how far, like, how much am I going to be flirting with my brother-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> like, with these characters. Um, you know, stuff like that. Fade to black. But, like, yep. you know, it, it's fun to, like, have fun with it, but like I don't think we're gonna go into like, you know, it's like oh you're the love of yeah you're no, the love no. of my life. If you have it, it's like hey, I think you're pretty cute, and <laughs> yeah. then you know you have your little. It's like the That's... Sims. You each you each talk about how much you like uh, dogs, and then you're and then you're dating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to wrap things up a little bit. Um, in the ending of the module, it suggests that uh. Zablina, if you were nice enough to her, um, can actually use the magic of the Feywild and like its time warming properties to actually uh, turn back the clock, make you all kids again, and um, kind of bring you back to the moment where you entered the carnival, but this time with the ticket in your hand. And I was a little, su- mm. I guess, not a little surprised, but then not surprised at all that uh, none of you um, wanted to take that route. You wanted to use the experiences. That made you who you are and continue your life, not um, not restart it and have questions about who you might become. I feel like Aster... Sorry, Joy, I didn't mean to <laughs> just jump in. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Aster... Aster was, in a way, almost expecting Kalzi to. Because, um, you know, obviously it seemed like something that was such a big deal to him and knowing, like, oh, well, his family, you know... Is, is important to him and he, blah blah was... blah whatever so I feel like uh, Aster sorry Mark I feel like Aster in a way was like oh, I'll count your loss you know <laughs> I had fun while you know and like he was expecting it and he wouldn't have been mad at him I as a player was 100% expecting Gray to be like yes please <laughs> for, for for my character like with Kelsey, he he didn't miss the childhood he missed his legs mm. he had his legs back he's fine no, I know, but, you know. Oh, no, I'm just saying. I'm going to play The idea would be, like, you kind of end up in the same place that you were. It's just that, you know, now you can taste things. <laughs> you know, like Jumanji. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if Kelsey didn't lose his legs, he would He would still be with his tribe kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, maybe... But, like, fate would kind of, like, kind of bring you to Aster in the end. I was thinking... Um, I actually was going to, if you went down that path, um, and who knows about the logic of all this, but all of you be, kind of go back in time, you're all friends as kids, going to the carnival together. So you would have been, like, hand in hand, like, you know, as, like, 
11 or 8-year-olds. I like that, that part in Final Fantasy VIII where it turns out everybody is from the same orphanage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, so I told um, Steph, it's like, oh, I have the perfect idea for, like, a group picture to celebrate the campaign. And, and like, I still might do this. Um, ask her to do this sometime. But, like, I want all the characters as, as like, 10 and 11-year-olds um, running up to the Witchlight Carnival with their tickets and, like, Aww. Um, you have like 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 little centaur Calzy, and Aster's kind of like give him a punch on the shoulder, like playful little punch, and like Pim, like little tiny halfling, kind of like, kind of shy, like kind of in the corner, but like Karen's like I guess, and, like Karen's like this bossy like you know eight year old who thunder a Karen, yeah, no, yeah. from Arthur, <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like that, and um, and Gray is just kind of moody or like making funny faces with his like uh, shape. Like his uh, changeling abilities, trying to make him laugh or something like that. And uh, look at me, I'm you now. Uh. So I still might, I still might do that, even though it didn't happen in the game. Well, that is um, really because it's so. pretty cute. I I would have liked it if um if Pimner ended up taking the deal, but her memory wasn't erased, so she she just suddenly finds herself as like a ten year old kid uh, with the ticket and stuff, and uh, ends up. I like going somewhere away from the uh, within the carnival from her kids finds Aster and just wanders over and try uh, starts becoming friends with her uh, with him Aww. all over again. Yeah, Aww. I mean, this what I kind of imagine. Like, I, I want to make clear that like you would kind of end up kind of in the same place, knowing each other. It's just that uh, the things the hag took away from you um, wouldn't be there. Uh, I remember talking to you about that, Joe. I'm like, who would be friends with Karen? Like, what? Who would? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why would Karen be hanging out with any of these? Karen, Karen's the friend that, like, she thinks everybody loves her. Like, she's the favorite friend. So she just includes herself. Like, oh, yeah. you're having a birthday party? Oh, well, okay, I'll be there. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, they can't get rid of her. Oh, yeah. My presence is my present. I'm obviously, exactly. I'm obviously the glue holding this friend group together, so I guess I'll come to you at the carnival. Um, Mom, Dad, I'm so popular at school. <laughs> I am surprised I that Pim didn't do that, because I was, when like people started turning it down, I was like, well, Pim surely has to. It's been the one thing that she's been missing her entire life. Um, mm. But I was surprised yeah. that she went back to the carnival. I, yeah. I also... I, I said it after the thing. I didn't think about it while we were having the finale. But um, if, um, since uh, she wouldn't let me curse uh, Karen, um, my second option that I thought of was to take her monarch uh, uh, crown away. Ah, yeah, I was in chat as that final oh, thing was also happening. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, wow, Grace has turned to a jerk now that. Sure, his patrons. Free. No, me and me, uh, we're talking in chat, being like, "You can be like, do the dirtiest thing to Karen because she's been like belittling you." I think she specifically belittled Gray, uh, in front of uh, Zablina. A lot of like microaggressions and stuff. Yeah, it was. It's just it's been bottling up so much. <laughs> I think you picked on Esther and Gray the most. Yeah, it was, and then trying to like build up Pim. I think was. One thing, uh, yeah. Now that we've got everything, I'm I'm granted a wish. I can't let her get away with winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like I said before, this like I can't hear Discord 
sounds so like i didn't see any of that so oh my God, no, this was after the campaign, <laughs> after the campaign we, yeah. we were done you know, about an hour later but yeah um i think overall i think you guys enjoyed this adventure yeah very yeah. much so yeah. like, you know six yeah. out of ten maybe <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's no uh it's no uh dino world but yeah. you know, <laughs> this is like um just taking it as an adventure this is definitely the favorite one i've run so far as a player or a dm and um just want to say like you guys like just made it a ton of fun like to run so yeah, this, this is probably the most open uh, open world one uh, of their not only being able to go anywhere that we wanted but also every single uh location and situation had had um multiple variations on how to handle everything as well yeah Yeah. all of the uh like entire boss battles that could be completely avoided yeah yeah if if i had one little criticism and like i know the point of this adventure is like you don't have to do combat um but like if you do do combat like i think it would be very um i was saying before like just take forever because like it's kind of designed for you not to do combat, so there's a lot of RP opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're doing a battle in every single one of those, like it could take like kind of like kind of wear down on, on well, you. A you've little never bit. you've never done like a tier three or tier four games battle before, which can take forever. Yeah, it's a great battle, but it can take forever. Yeah, I think level thirteen has been the highest I've DM'd. I've 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 not DM'd on. I've run I think sixteen in adventures leagues, and I think that's the highest I've yeah. ever been. I, th- I think the worst you've had to handle is whenever anybody casts conjure animal. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I learned very quickly that uh, it's my choice what they conjure. So no, you're not going to summon sixteen wolves. <laughs> no. Like, okay. just summon it as a swarm of whatever a swarm, it's like a not swarm a swarm of animal swarm of wolves <laughs> yeah um so yeah like i had a great time running this hope you guys uh enjoyed um yeah, playing thank you for for inviting me i was i remember you had posted on twitter you were like oh i'm gonna start a new dm uh, or start dming a, a new campaign whatever blah 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 and i was like well, hey, if you need a player, because I was really jonesing for some D and D. Yeah, that's how I got in. <laughs> yeah, then Bun 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 got in by doing that, and he stayed by being an awesome, bunny, wholesome person and having so many games that he could share his compendium with on D and D. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I had known Joy before. I knew Joy beforehand. I played. No, no, no. Games yeah. With it. But yeah, it was just like, hey, well, if you need a player. Yeah, so like, in this game, Bridgeland was going to have like a different group, but just kind of ended up becoming the same one as uh, Waterdeep. And, um, plus one. Yeah, plus, well, and like, Jess was in there, but I was like, it'd be weird if like Bun wasn't in here since we have everyone else. So it'd be like, mm. or uh, I guess Mark was there from the original, but it might have been Bun, but. Um, I was like, and I'm here too. Yeah, Bun's here too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so end up being the same group as Waterdeep. I think that definitely helped a lot too, since um, like, even though Jess was new, everyone else kind of had a dynamic with each other already. Mm-hmm. That always helps. Yeah, there yeah. was definitely no like awkward like, yeah. oh, I don't know these people. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm running uh the Star Set game, 
and um some of the people who are new don't know the group as well and like you can definitely feel there's a difference between like a group of people who haven't met or interacted much and then like a group like this i i i do really like that it was uh that it was uh jess slash aster that was uh best friends with uh, with pimner as opposed to um uh, to Pimner's Sam. Pim yeah, yeah. If if you were basically best friends with uh, with your sibling, uh, <laughs> uh, there were actually times in which I, I kept forgetting that Jess was not your sister because uh, you were so buddy buddy with the characters and stuff. <laughs> it was like oh, yeah, instant too. Yeah, I don't think Pim ever really talked to Karen because there just was literally no point. <laughs> yeah, the, the characters are so different. Like I think there was like a pep talk once about like yeah. how to stand your ground. Yeah, you're like that was it. Yeah, but it's also like it's funny because it's still a pep talk, but you're just essentially just telling somebody what to do is what, it, which I thought was like so good about it. I'm like, yeah, 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 I guess like you are kind of, but it's it's more about you just telling somebody what to do, which was so good. Yeah, that, yeah, that was fun. A narcissist that never shuts up, and the other is soft spoken. So, uh, not very many conversations to go between those. Yeah, yeah, like I said, like this group was, you know. Fun to play with, and also like the dynamics between the player and characters is like the best one I've had so far in a game, Aww. and that's why it's like just a lot of fun. Don't worry, I won't tell your other groups though. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I let them know it's like you know, my other group, you guys should be more like them, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping, uh, Strixhaven, um, with Jess, you're gonna be in that one. Yay. Um, I hope it has a similar feel because I, I have a lot of, a lot of, um people with a lot of personalities joining that one so yeah well you said randy's gonna be in that one too huh? yeah yeah randy he's going uh, to yell he's me going and randy, to yell randy and i are gonna be chaotic i can almost guarantee <laughs> well it. you haven't played with uh kevin yet and kevin is when he I gets into it um i've met kevin yeah he, he's been kind of um he's been in our podcast and stuff but um mm. He's a little separated, but like he plays D and D with her other group. But he is like one of the most funniest people I've, I know, <laughs> and uh, and like I'm looking forward to see what what he does. I mean, well, I think he's going to be in the game unless his plans change. The Red Mare legacy will carry on in my <laughs> new character because I'm I'm so dead. I I had an, like an idea for a character already, but man, I think I think well, I mean. Play what you like, but I think the fact, uh, but it might be a fun like way to connect the two. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be a centaur or a satyr. It can be just one of the kids they adopt. Maybe she's a centaur satyr. Oh yeah. <laughs> a centaur. A Six legs. Six legs. Six legs. Six legs. <laughs> Slip near. <laughs> yeah, but um, that was gonna be Jess, Dustin, Randy, uh, my brother-in-law Bryce, and uh. Kevin, if he's free, so sweet. If, be... don't leave, if you don't accidentally leave him in New York City, Kevin! there oh, you go. Kevin. Thank you. I, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was trying to get it. I think all of us were like, uh... <laughs> I, I saw it coming, but I wanted to let somebody else do it. <laughs> well, it's not that he got left in New York City; it's that he got on the wrong plane. That's true. And then he didn't go back because he had a credit card and then Tim Curry was there. Yeah, and he met Donald Trump. And that was that was yeah. the thing that happened in that movie. <laughs> thank you for running the game, Joey. <laughs> yes, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, well, that's awesome. And uh I was gonna end 
about um, hashtag open D&D, which I still think is good, but it <laughs> I think Blizzard has um, lost enough money where the... Not Blizzard, Wizards. <laughs> what a slip of the tongue there. Uh, but, like, Wizard of the Coast lost enough money where they're like, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this evil thing. And um, it looks like the open gaming license is, at least for, for 5e, is going to stay exactly the way it is. Yay! Great. Th- thank you for having uh, for being the highlight of 2022. Oh, you think? Well, there wasn't much competition. Oh. <laughs> hey, you had Spelljammer. Yeah, w- there wasn't much competition. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yep. Thanks, everyone, and uh, thanks if um, you listen to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. But no thanks if you don't listen to the podcast. If you don't listen, it's like why not? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. This is content this is I'm making for you. Viewers like you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. And uh, see you for the next game, whether it's the next one or one in the future. Yeah. yeah. See ya. See ya. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. And see. You. And get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>